we're back. Welcome to the hey, Friendly hey. Jody's podcast, where we discuss the latest political events and some incredible <coughs> insights mixed with uh, dick jokes. Mm. Mostly dick jokes. How big is your penis, Miss? Well, we've discussed this at length. At length. You know what? And I was it s- is pretty long, but not that long. That's the definitive answer that we came to. That's what we're going to stick with. I'm not going to say it on Twitch just because it's just like a gut feeling. It's like, I feel, I, I don't know if I should just tune in up late and I'll answer it straight away. No, but so. we all know that the more that you talk about your cock, the more chicks get interested in it. <laughs> yes. And you're the single man now. And you are the pimp of the podcast now. And True. Is, is that if you like them long, hit me up. If you like them thick, stay the fuck away. Yeah, I like it. Heaps is it rhymes. That's the main reason I like that saying. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that a saying or no, did Ali just make it? He made that up. He I made just made that, that up. up. Just made that of course, up. it's not a saying. How would be. that stick? That's like saying a saying is like, the horse with the fe- the thickest mane tends to be an un- uh, inconsequential to the race. What a saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, works for me. All right. Oh, I thought it was pretty glib. <laughs> Jordan, you, you, you were dropping some truth bombs this afternoon when I came. Um, it kind of clicked. Why... So, Miss Lowe, have you heard? You probably have. You work for the Friendly Joys ecosystem. Yeah. You should know that the polls are suggesting that Labour and Liberal are neck and neck. That's what I saw last. Yeah. Right? Yes, as Miss yeah. Lowe discovered, uh, the LNP, the Labour National <laughs> Party, is now neck and neck and competitive. The Labour, yeah, the the uh, the LNP, the Labour National Party, is is head to head. With the ALP, the Australian Liberal Party. Liberal Party. <laughs> yeah. That's correct, correct. That's why they are called the Coalition. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the com- and they are a coalition hey, with the hey, Green Party. The Commie-alition. <laughs> yeah, Commie-alition. The Commie-alition. Com- uh, well, yeah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I knew that. Damn, now you're schooling me, miss. I didn't, oh, I, I didn't realise that that's what the Labour Greens launch was. <laughs> but now you've given me a lot to think about, as you always point out, I think is the only political point Miss has ever made. You see this? This is the same colour as Labour. And that's red. red. <laughs> and that's can't, I realise you can't see that on camera. <laughs> no, now they what? can. What? Oh, wait, they oh, can't. Yeah. No, they can't. <laughs> no, now they can. You can't see it. Um, but think look, about it. That <laughs> look, Misov has for the last five years still yeah. coming to a conclusion. But bef- yeah. I still want to know Jordan's point because, like, yeah, I, so I wasn't I. aware of it, so and it's I. actually pretty cool. So, why? What's happening? What's the what's the grand sh- change in the paradigm, Jordan? Well, if you look at the polls, once JobKeeper kicked in, obviously Scott Morrison was going to get a massive lead, and. I was always of the opinion that, well, that's it. Labor shouldn't change their leadership. I really do think that Anthony Albanese was their best bet and still is. But I thought there's no way that you can win this election. And I'm still very sceptical that they can. But Anthony Albanese was always saying, steady as she goes. And in the fourth quarter, as they say in the footy, Mm -hmm. we'll be kicking with the wind. Dude. And potentially we are getting to the fourth quarter. Kind of right. He's saying, if he can pull it off, I will be so happy. But sorry, continue. But you're already, you're a Labrador. You're always happy. Yeah, but I'll be more happy. I don't think that's possible. I think his point was that the Liberal Party, first off, people don't necessarily like the Liberal Party. It's just that the Labor Party gets so much negative coverage every election that they should just be taking wise what the party machinery has always been saying. And I think that might help with him as well is that he's a staffer boy. He 
didn't grow up in the unions and the unions are always of the opinion that you should be campaigning, which I fully understand because they're unions. When you're a political staffer, you would have a different upbringing and they are super risk averse. I personally agree with campaigners, but again, it's because I basically am a campaigner. I'm supposed to just be a loudmouth, but they, when you're, when you're running as a politician, they have this saying that in Sussex streets, in Sussex street, they wonder, which is where the Labor Party headquarters is, they think about how to stay off the front page of the Telegraph. And in Macquarie Street, which is where the Liberal Party is, is they think about how to stay on the front cover of the Telegraph. Obvious, for obvious reasons. But what they're trying to do, and this is exactly what Albanese has done, is just remain invisible the entire time. That's Biden. That was Biden's strategy too, right? Mm. And he's kind of right because it's just like it doesn't give the press an opportunity to hate you. And he's always choosing the safe response. And you see all these numpties on Twitter saying, Oh, I can't believe it. He's so ineffective. He never says anything. He just answers with such bland answers. Yes. Yes. That's what he's doing. You know what he is? He's the John Howard of the Labor Party. And that's so mad, dude. But John Howard was always on, like, he, he was he was a media darling, wasn't he? Yeah, but the, he himself was a very boring man. I remember being interested in politics, and I just used to think, the reason that I don't understand this is because I'm 12. <laughs> and then I went back and listened to his speeches. You zone out. <laughs> He's the prime minister of a country. He should have interesting things to say. He doesn't have anything interesting to say. It's just... Uh, kept interest rates low and uh, I believe that George Bush is a nice man. <laughs> That's all of his speeches. And, <laughs> and that guy's Miss Love seal of approval. Uh, Texas has good barbecued. We don't... Different kind of barbecues we get in Australia, so it's nice to mix it up. That's why I like <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little too ethnic for my palate. <laughs> My palate. And I still to this day have not gotten the answer to what exactly is ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was coming to turn with pesto, and now you brought all this new yeah. stuff in. The Italian pesto was, as they say in Leichhardt, very zany. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get my head and around it. I've got to admit, oil. basil is a good herb. <laughs> can't get my head around it. I was of the opinion that Australia didn't need olive oil as canola oil already existed. But then, <laughs> but then being Australian a fan... Australian canola oil is far superior to European olive oil. Being I still want to know more about... Like, I want to know... You had another point too. Oh, yeah, all right. So go and go <laughs> stop just paying out Howard. So but I, I, Yeah, he's just... Look... I feel really bad that I made the title of that video why, uh, stand-up show that you should buy available at Friendly Geordies because there's good information here, but I wish that I didn't call it Why John Howard Really Sucks because I think personally as a man, he is the most likable Prime Minister we've ever had. And you know what it is? He's just not... He doesn't have a big ego. Mm. He hates arrogant people. Yeah, He hates that. people that are narcissistic. And he... Or, almost as much as he hates the unions. <laughs> Apparently Biden's the exact same. What? Hates uh, ego. Uh, he, one of the only instructions that, one of the first instructions that he made to his like staff was that if I see anyone at any point 
talking down to another staff member in the team, doesn't matter, cleaner, whoever, if I see that, I promise you, I will fire you at that spot in front of everyone. Amazing. That's so funny. And then I remember that his second order was, what is this button doing White House desk? And he pressed it. Don't say, sh- don't, don't say shouldn't nuke. <laughs> Which, nah, I think he'd know where those are. Okay, like, okay. he's pretty familiar with Washington. Oh, is he's that been the, there the Pepsi while. button? Isn't that incredible? Because that's the only No, it wasn't Pepsi. You got Reggie's button, dude. He presses the button and then a door opens, <laughs> like one of those like Bond villain doors, and in comes a butler with a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've heard all year. All year, dude. That's that's what Trump's addition to the White House was. Wait, what? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because it's not even a joke. It was an executive order. (laughs) (laughs) Sign that shit. Um. This is actually like, Isn't it amazing? Actually like it was it's just not even a joke. It was so on demand that it didn't even need a menu. There was no understanding. The butler is at the ready because it just happens so frequently throughout the day. He's just there ready to go. Your Diet Coke, sir. Who the hell are you? I'm your butler. I provide the Diet Coke. Get the hell out of here. Very good, sir. It was a pleasure working for you. <laughs> no Connor worked for Trump. Yeah, he did. I know. Oh. Are you sure you don't want to try Coke Zero? No. I'm very good. That's so nourishing. That is the, that is the like food equivalent of being given like a, a, like minestrone soup made by some babushka in the hills of Bologna. I feel like I've eaten. I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has that feeling, doesn't it? (sighs) Holy shit. (laughs) That's what Trump had on his desk. It's so good. It's just, dude, you know what Trump was? Look up to that poster. It was Richie Rich. It's just Richie Rich grown up. That's him. Yeah, it's that's a real Richie Rich move. Don't you think? And there's probably just a lever on the desk to the side. You open that up and there's McDonald's on the other side that opens up. Don't you think it, it's like way less of an effort? Like, and he did do that. He did go into the White House and he was just like, okay, this is the executive order. We're going to bring in the Chicago Bulls and we're going to feed the McDonald's. He did do yeah, that. He did, that he well. did do Richie that. Rich. He, lo- he is Richie Rich. He's How Richie much Rich. more of an effort is it to just pick up a phone and say, hey, can I have a Diet Coke? <laughs> <Instead> of, <laughs> I know the button. A red button. Doesn't have there. time. <laughs> he's, oh. he's like, he's sending pictures to Kim Jong-un. He's like, this button will ruin your life. <laughs> he's like, pressing every day for Diet Coke. But come back to the polls. <laughs> Jordan, what's happening with... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Did Biden cancel him? Or yes. Him? How annoying is that? I, I wish he kept it. Just as like a, well, I respect my opponent and uh, his legacy Dude, to this office. Just change it to, to all brand. Yeah, easy. I know. Yeah, it was such Gen- an easy Gen- move. in my brand drink. Yeah. My tummy's acting up again. Like, come yes. on. Yes. Oh. Anyway, so now you dude, the greatest president of all times. <sighs> Who? Dude, Trump. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm back on board again. You know, I googled <laughs> why he loves fast food so much, and he, he's because he's scared. MSG, dude. That's why he loves fast food. No, it's, so it's much. that he's scared. Like he's obviously like patriotic and shit, and he's like the best era for him was like the '80s. So obviously, it's just like McDonald's, but like also because he's scared of people tampering with his food. So it's like, yeah, they get that stuff out in 30 seconds. There's no time to appreciate it for anyone to po- poison yeah, my good burger. Good point. 
That's why. Good point. That's why you do not want to really? be. Yeah, he's just like, I, I'm scared someone's going to poison me. He's like, yeah, I got 20 seconds max. And I, there's no one going to go back there and get poisoned. I go to some fancy restaurant, some French. I'm not even doing this. It's been so long I've done his accent for so long. Isn't that amazing? French it just flies the in the face of that documentary, Supersize Me. Because at the end of his presidency, he looked younger and fitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like apparently like, yeah, basically all he eats, which I think is so funny. There's a lot of people spitting in Trump's food. Probably, but like no poison. I love but he's not walking in as the president being like, yeah, can I get some hot wings? He's got someone going there, right? Probably a bit no, of both, man. That butler. Huh? <laughs> probably a bit of both. Eddie? Like how hard is it to order food? Like, can I have a Big Mac meal? Seven words. Yeah, but as the president of the United States, you're just going to walk in there... You're, you're right. Probably someone, yeah. Because like the probably like some the poor person working at Macca's is on like below minimum wage job and just like I can't pay my bills because you. But like it's not my fault. That's the that's the loony Democrats. Okay. Like yeah 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 yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah yeah. You're right. Uh, anyway. No, but like uh, Jordan, coming back to it, because yeah, sorry, you sorry, were sorry, saying yeah. something about the polls being affected by the whole uh, Biden administration and the Google fiasco. Yeah. Well, I think that if you look at the polling. Seems to be a direct correlation because it's it's been steadily increasing as what Anthony Albanese predicted, and I didn't have faith in his tactic, but I thought that it was a better tactic than what Shorten was doing, uh, given Shorten's experiment. Just do the exact opposite of what he did. But I don't blame Bill Shorten either for trying that tact as well because he was going for the thought of, any publicity is good publicity. So if my name is constantly in the press, at least people will be thinking about me, I guess. But uh, if you look at what happened now where it's just bottomed out and you look at the recent coverage of Josh Frydenberg freaking out when Google said, we're just going to leave Australia. And then he had to come out and go, no, no, we're, we're, we're going to negotiate this. Because they think it's amazing. Ever since they've won this third term, they've been in a rock and a hard place between Murdoch saying, you need to shut Google down because they're really fucking us over. And Google saying, no. Uh-huh. And they have had to try and mediate that. And the thing is that obviously if the Labor Party was in, they're just going to pick Google. But the Liberal Party is not in that position. Hmm. And so... That, that this is their I, I really think that this is their work choices everybody thinks it's just the fact that they did secretly pass work choices in COVID and no one knows because they've just got such a clinch hold on the press now but did they? yeah really? they sneaked their shit pretty through. much pretty much everything that was that. in work choices is now legal really? under the guise that it's temporary but let's be honest is it going to be wow. temporary? especially seeing as just a couple of months ago Scott Morrison was very confident that he was going to win the Senate which I think that Good. If he wins the Senate, then we have another 2007. Because that's just the same thing as Queensland. If you really see what the Liberals want to do, people are going to rebel. Right. But I think that in this instance, Google was doing... Uh, so obviously, like, Josh Frydenberg is scared and it's, it really shows. And the other thing that you see is that there's all of these Murdoch and Fairfax hacks... They keep writing about, my articles are getting buried. They used to be at the front of Google. Now they're like page nine, page eight. And Google is being really, 
really Chinese about it and being like, oh, deepest apologies, it is just a test, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that what is happening is that they are burying stories that are pro-coalition, which is virtually all stories, and so all of the Australian press that is more mainstream I thought is con- moving further down the algorithm. I thought conservatives like the free market and freedom of press and freedom of choice. I don't know if you're taking the piss anymore. I I'm taking tell. the piss. <laughs> wait, wait. He's making a point. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking We get the, the point, though. Just, just, just <laughs> We get the point. But, like, uh, elaborate. I'm just saying, like, Scamo, push me out with your message, mate. Do you like freedom of speech and freedom of press or don't you? Uh, come on. This One is or the other. Too true. Well... In the I, long run, though, are we getting hypocrisy. excited about a bigger evil taking over our immediate evil, which we'll figure out yes. as smaller ones? <laughs> well, see, this oh, well. is the whole thing. I was, and everybody was so angry at me for saying this, but I completely agree with myself. What a surprise. <laughs> I did not like the fact that social media companies decided that Parler and Trump are no longer a thing. They decided the President of the United States doesn't get a voice now. Well, that is that supposed to be the most powerful man on earth. I understand that it's a bit of a charade, but still, it's very symbolic. Yeah, but also, like, you're not the only one. French finance minister, who by no means is a conservative, he's part of the Macron government, said that he's uncomfortable with a digital oligarchy making decisions like that. Angela Merkel, who, again, is not, like, this conservative um, right-wing... She said that the whole Twitter banning Trump is very problematic <laughs> that's the word that you used um so you're not the only one that is a legitimate concern a digital oligarchy is making very big decisions well what i will say though is that i think the big tech companies are run by extremely intelligent younger people and so obviously what they're doing is they're favoring governments that are environmentally conscious i, I really think that that is actually a big part of it and then the other part is that you are uh, stopping us from making money. So where's the incentive in supporting you anymore? So I think that behind the scenes, Google is manufacturing consent now. And I'm fine with that because they're on my side, baby. But like, yeah, I think that in the long run anyway, it's got to be better than Murdoch and the press controlling society because... At least, like, when it comes to, like, uh, the press in this country, they have traditionally... In fact, they have. Their entire 150-year existence. City Morning Herald has supported the Labor Party six times. Six times. And all of those times, you can bet your bottom dollar, was because they knew that inevitably the Labor Party was going to win that election, and so they did it so they could get coverage into the next one and being like, see, we're being nice to you. I like the idea of Labor winning 70% of the time. And if that means that they have to compromise on tax evasion or whatever, at least they're passing laws that stop mass spatial extinction. Well, talk about tax evasion. The Liberal Party has been, like, enacting tax evasion laws. They're just making tax evasion legal now. Mm. Like, all the tax that people were paying, they're saying, now you don't have to pay that. Mm. Like, even, you know, small things like... Did you... Have you you noticed how um, all the money that was given to companies these corporations as bailouts because apparently they were going to lose all of their money and end up like gaining share prices so there's the, there's a demand to like say hey what about that money that you gave them 
They not only did you give them bailout money, but they actually ended up making more money than they were supposed to. So, and they're just trying to, uh, and Scott Morrison's response to that was like, I am not in the business of envy. I'm going to leave that to the opposition. Well said, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we have that man in charge, a poet. But surely, surely it's a situation of like, there's always going to be, if, if there's a power vacuum, there's always going to be somebody in charge. There's, there has to be, there's always going to be some sort of overarching, overarching sort of uh, dominant power force. You know what I mean? Yeah, the power it, it, is, for, are you talking about media, right? No, 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 I'm talking about anything. I'm talking about media, like whether it's the media, whether it's Google, whether it's, you know, like, I don't know, like, and the, look, this is actually the guy that created that that burger shop that we all went to in Perth or whatever. <laughs> remember that place where Ali got a burger for breakfast? <laughs> Perth, Brisbane. Oh, I remember Carl's him being Junior. really sad Carl's about Junior. it afterwards. Carl's I remember being actually. I don't regret one bit. Carl's Junior is fucking sick. I didn't even Carl's know it was. In that was the whole thing. Like I saw his depressed face afterwards, and <laughs> I, 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 I would deal with that. I would deal with that. <laughs> but he's Carl's Junior. Yeah. So like, if, whether it's Carl's Junior, Google. Yahoo, Ask Jeeves, someone's going to run the show, right? Yeah, that's what I think too, Ali. And I just think that... I mean, I'm, I'm asking. Well, I, I honestly think that Google, by its nature anyway, at least it gives you a shot. I understand that it can also just completely black you out. But what is the difference between that and the current press system at the moment? The current press system is that they don't even give you the opportunity to build a platform in the first place. Whereas Google, it's kind of like you're no longer serving our interests you're gone. There really isn't that much of a shift in power. It's, in fact, if anything, there is a slight shift towards content creators and things, right? That's true. So it's I think, beneficial and you know what, especially like, like dude, it mm. is going to benefit yes. yours truly yeah, yeah. in the next election because I, can, I, I really do think this now. I think that Google will be supporting the Labor Party in the next election and it'll be interesting to see Damn. who of those two win because it still doesn't mean... I suppose I'm a megaphone and the Liberal Party still has all of the megaphones in this country. But Google now has the capacity to turn a lot of those megaphones off. True. And we'll see how that affects things. And if That's I may suggest, Google, let's try with RV Yemen. <laughs> what, turn him off? No, 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 turn him up. Yeah, turn what, him turn up. Him up? Yeah. Increase the volume. We need yeah. some truth speakers. Christ. Yeah, what are you trying to do here, Ali? Keep us all in the dark? <laughs> I'm only semi-joking about the truth speaking. <laughs> I know you are. But that's interesting. Um. That makes sense. <laughs> I can understand how uh, the power dynamics would be shifting. But don't you think that this whole Google bill is a bipartisan thing, though? Wouldn't Labour support it? Who's nah. that chick, the green chick, the Hanson Young? Mm. I saw her um, Senate hearing with the Google um, CEO, like the Australian Google CEO. She was really hawkish. What do you mean hawkish? She was saying like, she was basically telling the Google CEO that you are saying that either we follow your way or it's the highway. To which the Google CEO wasn't saying this, but like basically she was just saying, yeah, mm. <laughs> that's what we're saying. But so like what I'm power. saying is that does the Labour Party support the legislation or not? No, they do support the legislation. But again, this is a political tact. I really... <laughs> I really do not envy their position, right? Because everybody just sits there online constantly bitching and moaning, going, going to pass that law anyway. They're the same. 
But the thing is that if they don't, <laughs> then the Murdoch press is just going to hit them. They know that if they do that, they have signed their death warrant. You know why they completely turned against Julia Gillard? They gave her a, a, an opportunity for a second. And then the contracts came up for, like, I think ABC's foreign channel that goes to, like, I don't know, Fiji and Norfolk Island or whatever. Oh, dude, by the way, someone said something which is so on point. <laughs> so I'll let you continue. But they said, Ali, you're the SBS to Friendly Geordie's ABC. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically saying, Friendly Geordie, you are ABC and I am SBS. Yeah. <laughs> on point. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm the drum, <laughs> you're the feed. And you're outsiders. Yeah, yeah, I'm outsiders. <laughs> but sorry, continue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so that came up, and then Gillard said, "Yeah, we're just going to put this out to tender." In other words, was not going to give Murdoch a sweetheart deal, even though they're just going to offer it. And Kevin Rudd was just saying, "Fuck you," we're just giving it back to the ABC. But even that wasn't enough, and Murdoch cracked the shits at that. And that's where the coverage just went 100% negative. So they know that if they are going against Murdoch in this in this vote, then they've signed their death warrant for the next but, election. But they will be punished they for that. Have they not? Like, like you said, in whatever whatever you, the, the stat that you give that in 80 years, Sydney Morning Herald has only supported the Labour Party six times. Mm. Every time there's an election, the Murdoch media overwhelmingly supports the liberal party and the the Murdoch media like the vices you know the ones that are supposed to be supposed to be left-leaning stay like either neutral or also against labor if the labor party changed their tax and instead of saying we'll try to appease them as much as possible they just openly fucking side with google they just say no we believe in freedom of net neutrality we believe that everyone should have the same say what they get out of that is potentially the overlords' blessings, and also you get Biden administration's blessings too. That's true because I do remember this: that Biden rang up Scott Morrison, and I think that the word on the street was that he was just saying, "What the fuck is this Google law?" Mm. Because obviously his overlords are telling him get something done about this. <laughs> And obviously he talked about climate change as well, which is amazing that he has actually done way more for climate change than any human being in history with like the stroke of a couple of pens, which is Ooh, incredible. Biden. Yeah. Well, he, he really changed the game. That, what, like, at the press Paris club. Accord. Huh? Rejoining Paris Accord. Well, that's one of the many actions that he took, but basically he just signed an executive order saying every US government department now has to put climate policy at the centre of its policy build. From and now he on. has instructed wow. the State Department and Pentagon to um, join climate change with uh, security policy. That with climate change and refugees are security. So he's saying like he's intermixing both of them. Wow. Which is bo but it's also just like knowing that the US is now on the side of climate change. Just that thing, That's Biden getting cool, elected yeah. without him doing anything is... Like it, it, it had such an effect that uh, did you watch Scott Morrison's uh, press club? I'm the only moron that watches that <laughs> shit. Uh, his his speech. He was he basically completely changed tunes. Jordan actually pointed out that because of Biden. I came up to Jordan. I was like, Hey Jordan, have you seen like how uh, Scott Morrison's flip flopping and he's uh, looking towards a carbon neutral 2050? And Jordan was like, Yeah, that's because of Biden. I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Mm. He's basically what a fucking. 
He's there's, an opportunist. There's sluts, for like lack of a better word. Like, yeah. when when Scott Trump Morrison comes is in, a full-blown He's slut, nativist. When Biden comes slut. in, he's like, actually, I kind of like a wind energy all for Saturn. It does not kill birds anymore. Yeah. he He's the lowest of the low, Scott show Morrison. Show shame. No backbone at all. None. Mm. Um, but I think that, yes, it's not at the position. The thing is... With the current power balance, it is really difficult to trick 50% of the population into voting for the coalition when it clearly supports six billionaires, right? Like, it's, it's an entire power structure and apparatus there to <coughs> benefit not even the top 0.0001%. Like, like literally just like, well, it's on more than one hand. That is some representation, you know. That, that getting that into power all the time is a big ask. And they only ever win usually by a couple of seats. I think that they are just looking... And they wouldn't even know where Google was going to go as well because maybe Google doesn't give a shit. Maybe I'm just thinking this all in my head and this is all just a bunch of coincidences that are all lining up. But the Labor Party would be shooting in the dark about this and I know from talking to people in the Labor Party, they are just... What's the word again? Like learned helplessness like a Pavlov dog, right? Like they've just been beaten by the Murdoch press and the Fairfax for so long that they, they kind of just sit there and they're just like, that's enough. Like they, they just, that's, that's how they think. So they wouldn't think, they wouldn't be sitting there being like, let's take a risk and side with Google on this one. And I think that that's the other thing as well is like uh, you can, it, like what happened with the US and what happened with Alex Jones as well, you can turn him off the internet, but he still has radio. So you haven't really silenced him. You've kind of handicapped him. Mm. And you think it's the lesser of two evils? Hmm? You think it's the le- ultimately it's the lesser of two evils? Google, as a master, yeah, so much better than the mining industry. In fact, well, I mean, maybe even Google. Surely you agree that one hundred percent terms yeah. of environmentalism. As, you know what else would be amazing about Google? Even though it wouldn't matter because you now just mining wouldn't be the same as data. But it would be really good for this country if, when data starts to rise in importance and wealth that they kind of sit there and they're like, yeah, we don't care if you collect your resources revenue anymore. You don't have to ship it to offshore companies. Right. You can actually have a, a tax on resources and we don't care about that kind right. of stuff. I think that a lot of those things Google would be fine with. And you know what else as well? Right. I think that when it comes to Australia, what do they really want from Australia? They pro- they, they just want our data. Right. They already you know have what, that. Do you know what dogs? They, my yeah, they do want those. <laughs> Yeah, with cannons on their back. <laughs> but here's my counter argument. Who doesn't? They're who scary, doesn't want dude. that? They're you would trade your dog for that. Uh, that's scary. I'm but a you know at least what? put I his brain in one of them. What Google's <laughs> incentive is in Australia, I honestly think Google doesn't even care about the money. Like to them, this is peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they care about is the precedent, Example. right? Like they don't want... Because Australia is what twenty five, which is why I think this was the wrong place to <laughs> to actually bring up about this legislation. You know what would have been a better place? A better fight would have been the UK. What are they doing the same? Bigger market? No, they're not. But I'm just saying, like, if instead of Australia, if the UK was passing this legislation, it would matter more because, like, at the end of the day, we're too insignificant for Google to completely change their tune, right? So they. I don't think it's going to happen. I think eventually they will negotiate a settlement. But let's say it, they don't end up negotiating a settlement. The Google Google will pull out from Australia. The market is too insignificant for them. 
um, the money is also insignificant, but the precedent is bad. Because if, if it works in Australia, it could end up happening in other countries, and that would be, that's the worst nightmare for Google. Does that mm. maybe so like an exodus to fucking like Yahoo or something? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have. It was, uh, apparently Finally. there's, there's going to be a Koshy's new search. investment strategy pays off. <laughs> you heard about this? Apparently it's going to be called Ask Murdoch. Oh, <laughs> Wouldn't that be dude. amazing? They might as well do that and just have like, instead, you know, Ask Jeeves, I was a little anime guy. It's just fucking Rupert Murdoch's face. Like, eh. Oh, that's sick. You wouldn't even have to do that much. Sure. No, you pretty much just have to put is. the glasses on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Fuck, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. You definitely, that's what they're really looking for there. They're looking to set an example and I think, you know what else is really interesting about this? And I think this was all just accelerated by COVID. But out of this, I, I don't know. Maybe it was the Trump presidency was like the last hurrah for uh, the fossil fuel industry and the banks. But it really does seem like uh, the, the new masters of the world now are China and I think that that is, like, it's kind of just a foregone conclusion now. Like, the rest of it is kind of just this lag time of everybody just, well, Rihanna's still on TV. But in terms of where capital is now, it's in China. Right. And I think that that's what happened throughout the COVID thing was that, same thing with um, Scott Morrison. Just Scott Morrison mouthing off. China, again, insignificant. Who cares what Australia thinks? But setting the example... And just showing everybody, no, 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 we're in charge now. Right. So they just put in trade tariffs just to show the rest of the world, like, you, you can't, the, the, the rules that were there before are no longer there. Mm. I think that's what was happening there. And I think that really the United States has kind of uh, just, uh, what's, that, what's that anime film? Ghost in a Shield itself. Who's, the States has done that. Don't you think? The United States has just transmorphed all of its money and all of its intelligence into a giant internet cloud. <laughs> that's what yeah. it is now. It's just in the cloud. But, I mean, that's the whole world. That is the whole world, but that's what they have been doing. They've been slowly transferring everything that they used to do, as Ali's always constantly pointing out, that the U.S. used to produce things, and now it doesn't really do anything. It's just all in the stock market or whatever. And yeah. they've been putting more and more of it into Silicon Valley. And so now I think that America is more just... Skynet. It's America online yeah, it's as opposed to America. Skynet. The other thing is like yeah. I, I, the uh, the other thing that I was looking into. You know how Google isn't in uh, China, right? Uh, because of censorship stuff. It's, oh, it's not that's in, technically right. not true. So yeah, the Google search engine isn't in China, but there's a lot of infrastructure that because I think what happened for, from Google's perspective. This is this Google. is my opinion. They didn't. They don't care about the censorship stuff. Like if the U.S. government didn't exist and the U.S. government wasn't didn't have like an animosity thing with China, they would be more than happy to censor all the Winnie the Pooh references from Google. But because the U.S. government has this hawkish approach towards China, they can't outrightly say that yeah, yeah we'll censor it for you. So they ended up having to um, they ended up having to like move their search engine, but they left the infrastructure over there. So all the companies that provide that stuff in China have tie have uh, they have links with Google and uh, Google is working with them for other shit to like um, uh, creating like you know next generation cars that apparently hover like all of their AI stuff they are um, because I think Google recognizes the potential that China is well not just the potential what it already is 
And so they want to have some of their fingers in China too. So what I'm saying is like Google is truly universal at this point. Mm. Like they even have their hands in the enemy's pie, even though we'd like to assume that yeah, China's completely kicked them out. But isn't America just a model for the world? Like how's China different apart from like they build more buildings? Ooh, ghost towns. <laughs> isn't the whole world going? I mean, obviously everyone, you know, data uh, sort of, even in terms of like the market, no, market, no, 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 no. I think that that's exactly what, no. First of all, that was an economic philosophy that was put into play and it was like an economic experiment to see what happens is what the US started doing in the 80s yeah. and kind of just stubbornly stuck to for the next 40 years. Yeah. China is the opposite. China is... They do produce. I mean, they are the manufacturing of the world, I suppose. They yeah, but again, they're trying to get rid of it and they're trying to move into that kind of stuff yeah. as well. But yeah. again... America had the idea of just like, let the market decide. Yay. Yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, look, they're going to help Labor win the next election. It looks like they were right. But <laughs> China, <laughs> China is not that model. China is not let the market decide. It is the government being like, right. no, I have all the stats in front of me and I don't have a selfish incentive, so I'm going to decide. Yeah, I'll do but how different is that? Their corporations are fundamentally different. Their corporations often have board of directors, sometimes even manager directors that are straight up Communist Party members. So but if you're talking about fundamentally different, like, what, what, like, on a practical level, it might be different. But you know, China has the government uh, power base. America has the corporate power base. Obviously, they're different, but they still have similar interests. Like, Google doesn't want America to collapse. Well, that's not what, be competitive. That's what, like, we need to yeah, but that is argument. not its main focus. That's the difference. <coughs> right. yeah, Whereas, okay, like, sure, I, sure. I truly do think that. I really do think that Trump, it was such a perfect moment in human history that will just be forgotten and swept over. But that really was the moment that AI took over. The moment where they just oh, blacked Trump out right. of existence. Right, yeah. It just doesn't exist anymore. You can't see what he's thinking. Yeah. yeah, you'd rather not actually, you know. That's actually, <laughs> actually <laughs> you know what? But no, Trump but, is Trump but is, is. But that is kind of a good. Actually, that is a, that is a good answer because it's like China. A government should have the 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 power to do that. I don't know if a company should, and a company did, and they did that. They silenced him. Yeah, like that wouldn't happen in China. No, it'd be the government. That, again, Trump wouldn't have happened in China. Yeah. As we were pointing out in a previous podcast, Trump would never have been president and it's nothing that to do with his ideology or anything like that. that. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was It's never to do with his ideology. It was the fact that he has done no, no public, public service. service. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, like if you ask a Communist Party bigwig, um, if Obama, like not Trump, like forget Trump, like Obama, George Bush, uh, do you, uh, would you, would, would they be in a position of power in China? And, and his response wasn't that, I'd, I'm not saying that how they're not talented or they did bad jobs. I'm just saying, as a rule, Obama or George Bush would have been, they would have been, they would start off as a village leader. Yeah. You do not give, like, all every Communist Party member that comes to those top positions or gets in the Pulit Bureau has managed hundreds of millions of people they keep switching their states right their, yeah. their system you is mentioned this to i'm me, actually yeah. like i'm doing a i'm doing like a lot of research on this and i'm doing a video on holesworthy live about this but their system is so fundamentally different to ours 
it's it's almost unreplicable, but it's become this beast, this efficient beast, where every person that comes into a position of power in China has had incredible experiences. They've managed hundreds of millions of people yeah. in different huge states. They've managed trillions of dollars worth of, uh, <laughs> like I said, you know how their companies have board of directors and CEOs that are part of the. These people know exactly how to do things. And they have a lot of fucking experience. So like someone like Obama is super talented. I'd have no doubts about it. But like he had to learn everything when he came into power. Yeah. And like he says himself, he was probably the in the best position to be the president once he was not eligible for the presidency anymore. Uh, he, he was saying, I think it was on David Letterman or Conan or something. They was like, I've just figured out how to be a president. And that's like, you need experience for that sort of shit. It's just a fundamental flaw that a lot of our Western system has that we, we, we do a lot of stuff on our gut feeling and China has just completely eliminated that. It's like, there's no gut feelings involved. Like just, you they're just have to do, yeah. you have to pay your dues. But they're there's just different beasts. Cause again, that, that, that. Well, I'll tell you this though. Like, look, Australia's system isn't as efficient as well. But it's a hell of a lot better than America's. Mm. Yeah. Wait, what system Australian? Yeah. Like, yeah. To get to the position of a premier or to get to the position of prime minister, you can just get elected on a whim, but you really have to do your dues for at least 10 years but in you parliament. You need to figure out how it all works. I'm that's usually not partisan about this stuff, but that's more true for the Labour Party than for the Liberal Party. The Labour Party, because it was set up on the socialist and communist back in the day ideas, right? Well, I'm Their a, system... Now, now I'm out again. again. All that work undone. They actually and have... And they lose by one vote in the <laughs> next election. <laughs> they, have well, a better merit <laughs> they have a better meritocratic system. You have to pay more of your dues than the Labour Party. You get people like fucking Malcolm Turnbull, for instance. He was the prime minister. What did he do? He was an Bangkok. investment banker. That just does not happen in China. No, you I know that, but what I'm saying is he was in, no, no, but he was in parliament for 10 years. It's nowhere near as good as China's model where it's like you start out. Well, actually, you know what? Obama did start out as a community organizer and then just got promoted to Senate and then president. Yeah, that's what someone was but, saying. I bet Obama was a community organizer. It's like, yeah, dude, yeah, but that's, he, yeah, that exactly, would get yeah. you inside the door in China. Like if you do that, sort of like, okay, fine. Now you come in the office, go make me tea. That's what community organization gets you in China. <laughs> Go make me tea. Well, that's that is. It's a it's a noble job, but no, like no, you but have to. Yeah. People that become the head of the Chinese state have been in politics for a minimum thirty to thirty five years. Yeah. It's, without, it's just not possible. You know, to do you it know what? A lot of Americans uh, still sort of like glorify those old days of like the. Uh, I don't know what the system's called, but it's like, I think it's, it's like the there's a name for it. It's like. But anyway, that exactly, you know, that that's sort of what, uh, appre that's what apprenticeships were. You know what I mean? It, it's a similar, it's like America was like that. You couldn't, you had to be in a trade for like 10 years for certain, uh, for certain But not for politics, man. You've got like people True, like JFK that sure. were like, yeah, my okay. daddy has said that I would be a great president. And the tragedy was there is any most Americans think he was a great president. Was there any presidents that had to work their ass off for like- Lincoln. A few, but like, but that's just not how. A lot that's of times, people that actually work their ass off end up not getting elected because yeah. there's two, they're seasoned politicians. It's all the other shit. That the Hillary stuff, right? You yeah. get some, but it like definitely Hillary. does. Like, yeah, if you, true, you look true, at all true. of the world leaders, well, I'm kind of just basing this off Lincoln and Caesar now, but it's definitely true. Anastabe. They they face a lot of adversity to get to the position of power that they were in. 
and yeah. they had a lot of different experiences in different aspects of government. So Caesar, for instance, had uh, time in the military first, and then he moved into like being a magistrate, and then he moved into being consul, and then he moved back to being a general this time, and then he came back, and so he understood how the mechanisms of power in that society actually worked. Mm, mm, yeah, there's a lot of people that just don't like, yeah. for instance, Trump. Yeah. No idea about government, never had any interest in running for it, just straight into the jobs, like, why is that? Because my name's in a building, you know, and then it was just in. And, you know, and, and you can see <laughs> this difference. It's not going to be the same as somebody who yeah. spent time in the military, yeah. spent yeah. time as a lawyer, spent time, uh, you know, being like a governor, spent time being a consul. And obviously, it's not the same. And obviously it's not some sort of hard and fast rule that if you're like a businessman, you're going to know how to run an economy well or you're just going to not be corrupt in fact if anything you would know how to not run an economy yeah. well but but is there there's well, not a lot the of political not, economy is different from economy there's like, not a lot of corruption in terms of chinese politics oh there's a lot of corruption there is no doubt but then you have to like more corruption than australia but you have like there are certain things that are just look if you look at you know that scary communist party that red room where like all of them sit yeah, like you, that is like scary. If you, say. it is scary. But like, if you, all of those six hundred parliamentarians in China, you make a list of them, right? Mm. And you check how many of them came from pov backgrounds and how many of them came from privileged backgrounds, and you do the same list in the Australian Parliament, you will see a fucking huge difference. Yeah, ninety-five percent of Australian parliamentarians went to private schools. Yeah, most of them come from really privileged class. Yeah, in the history of China. Wait, like since 1947 or 1949, the current Xi Jinping, the Winnie the Pooh, he is the only head of state that is actually a princeling who was who came from a privileged background. Right. They're they're all they've created this one organization. I can't remember the name, but it's the envy of it, it's the envy of every corporation in the world. Mm. It is the most sophisticated HR recruiting process that China does. They choose people literally from the grassroots on whims of like, they will potentially do great things. Okay. They recruit that from all over China. The bottom layer of how many people they recruit at any given point is around 35, sorry, 60,000 people. And then they keep rising up the ranks. Yeah. And then eventually the Politburo is like 13 people. This, and these are like, they're supposed to be the most um, vibrant and most, um, um, enterprising young kids and it, they make it a, make it a point to to make sure that all these people that get selected don't get selected because they come from influential families mm. and this hr group that recruits all of these people is only subservient to the politburo right at the top mm. all of these they don't come under anyone's control it's and they have cool. created the system. most sophisticated hr recruiting process and i think most corporations would envy it. Let See, alone that's even an interesting part that China and other Asian countries, now that I think about it, they all have that system. What about they the all have this system of like, in Australia, it seems like if you're going into working for the government, it's because you weren't talented enough for the corporate sector a lot of the time. <laughs> or you want a cushy job, well, not right? Albo. Huh? Albo's legit. Albo would be fit right in in China, you know? It's yeah, but like the, the immediate fun. inclination or the glamour of it is kind of just like going to corporate law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some people that want to work in the public service. But for instance, like, look, the ATAR to get in for law at UNSW was like 99.9 or whatever. My degree was 95. It's not like they're like way worse, but they're not the cream of the crop. Yeah. They're still pretty smart, but they're not the smartest. Yeah. 
But I remember that when I was in South Korea and they were saying exactly the same thing about Japan, if you want to get a government job, you have to take this really tough bureaucrat test at the end of your university degree. And then you can get like a low-level government job. But it's like, it's really sought after. And I remember the guys that were studying for it, right? Like, you know, I saw them in inauguration day or whatever. And then, like, you know, at the end, they'd just be walking in in some military uniform being like, hey, Jordan, how was your year? Like, they they were just in the library the entire year. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah, Japan does the same thing. So it's not actually specific to China, you're all right, which... Uh, it saves us from the Pantera, Pantera, Pantera stuff. Same thing applies in Japan. They, they're just way more meritocratic. South Korea is similar. We just do our politics slightly different. But it's a cultural... No, well, it's just like a thing of like a... I don't know. There's, there's, this, there's this idea... I, I think just the myth of democracy is seeped too far into the West. But this idea of like, anybody here can be deputy prime minister. Yeah, they can. And look at what that results in. Barnaby Joyce. (laughs) I think there'd be better people to be the second most powerful man in the country. It's it's not just that. If if anything, Trump was reflective on on this, the idea that Westerners tend to uh, see more merit in um, glorifying someone that might be more inclined to a history of business than a history of governments. Government... Like, look at the reporting on Bernie Sanders. Government, a government job is seen as someone that's sort of like a leech, low-life, lazy person. Yeah. See? And there's elements of truth to that, I would assume. But, I mean... Well, I mean, it's kind of the same in it, Korea. Like, it, it is referred to as, like, they call having a job in the bureaucracy God's job. God's because, job. Yeah, because everybody knows that once you're in there, you're set. And it's yeah. the same thing in Pakistan. They do exactly yeah. the same system there. But do you think there's any merit to that sort what? of... I suppose it's not black and white, but I mean, you know, in fact, I already know the answer to that. It's like, it, it is stupid to say that. You can't be like, people in government are lazy. It's like, what about CEOs? They're smart. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just not, it's just not accurate at all. All right. Well, anyway, let's, right? be- before we get canceled, let's move on to well, a different topic. Ca- Come on. This I is don't know, man. Like anything to do with China is just like really fucking tricky. You nah, know? dude, everyone's so, agreeing. Everyone's saying the West is Western walls killed more. Actually, I have a really good meme which is just about this. It has nothing to do with China, but should we watch it? Should we watch this meme now because it's apt? Yeah, and then move on to our thought that you could go into the Myanmar chat. Did you? No, not without us reacting to your memes. Thank you so much for sending them in. Make sure that you send them to Ali's email account, which I have no idea what it is, but I'm sure he'll fill (laughs) you in on the details. Friendly Georgia's or my Instagram. Also, thank you for all the follows. That you got some. It, it, yeah, it, where you at? I just told them that I had like a high school trauma and um, how many? Everyone wanted to pitch in. Yeah, like over two hundred or something. Well, I, I'm about to reach Whoa. my target of one thousand three fifty. It's almost there. But check this out. This is this is exactly about that. It's it's fun. It's like make sure you contribute. Don't if you don't, have don't it. cancel us for this because like it's a joke, but it's not my <laughs> meme. Oh no, it's a I'm meme. scared. Okay. Ali's it was Ali yeah, all and along. Ali, he was going to be. Ali said that he laughed at this for ten minutes straight. I so did. he said that. Both of us probably won't. All right, okay. Right. I just hope uh, it's not too racy. What do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a physician. I want to invent a kind of medicine. People who drink it will never die. That's a very lofty goal, and I like it. That's very, that's very specific, too. Nice. Okay. What would you want to be in the future? I would like to be a, a terrorist. <laughs> I said terrorist. Oh my god! 
That is cancelable. Isn't that the greatest uh, meme of all times? Jesus, that was a TikTok. That wasn't even a meme. <laughs> I think the I think the second one is an educational video. That is my guess of just like if you say this, you will get your ass spanked. Um. All right. Well, yeah, it dude, was, that uh, was that great. <laughs> that is there's so much. There's too much to unpack in that to finish on. So I'm just gonna leave. Anyway, so was it this first one from China or Japan? I don't know. I think maybe Japan. I'm not sure where it was from, but don't don't focus on like. Is that PewDiePie got cancelled? Is that true? I didn't know that. Oh my god! How is he going to go by with his hundred million plus subs? All right, we, let's move on to the Myanmar one real quick because we're oh, going we to run out of time. Oh. We'll do the... Do you want to just... Okay, let's just do the memes More together. memes. May, may as well. All right, next one. Oh, actually, Jordan, this Opa. one's for you. Check this one out. Hello, koala killer. Yeah, it hasn't been opened yet. Hey, brother. Jiggly, jiggly. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Holy shit! Is that Barrel Ballsy motherfucker. (laughs) Brother, jiggly, jiggly. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. I don't know which meme's better. Like that, that, that really topped it, man. That was funny. Dude, yeah. that guy what the crazy. hell? So jiggly, jiggly and they were space. both there. Yeah, they were both there. That's, that's amazing. Really they heard that. They definitely heard that. Oh, that's. I think. She, I think she was directly talking to him. Well, I thought it was on filming, but either way, I'm sure that they knew. <laughs> Wait, was there an echo for this? Oh shit! I don't know. Well, that's your problem. The point is, it was amazing. All, right. All you need to know is someone said koala killer to Gladys Berejiklian's face. Play, heckled koala killer. I'll play it again without Amazing. our mics, uh, without our mics, because apparently I think maybe that was doing it. Uh, now I'm gonna get some peas. All right, look, nothing's gonna beat that. But I don't think so. Here's another one, and this one. Whoever did that, raise the bar for us all, sir. That is really, to quote that fat guy from the 80s, democracy manifest. (laughs) That was sick. Whoever you are, sir, I salute you. This pee's for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay, uh, one more. And this one's for you, miss. For me, cool. <laughs> they just say, did you get it? What are the what did the text say? It, yeah. So the, the, the Serbian one just said this is Serbian latest technology, this is chicken pulling a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is Bosnia's <laughs> latest technology, it's just a Mercedes. <laughs> I would have much preferred it if I said Croatian, but you know, well, I'll yeah, allow, well, allow, I'll allow. Sl- yeah, uh, close enough. Yugoslav. Yeah. Alright, um and then <laughs> All right, last one. Which is but you didn't like the fact that it was a chicken pulling a car no, for like Serbia? I like that a lot. Because <laughs> even as a big supporter of Serbia, I liked it. Mm. All right, this last one's for uh, Jordan. 
What's it say? That says Jordan waiting for labor to win an election. <laughs> <laughs> I love those ones. Uh, hey, look, it's just kind of like a SpongeBob SquarePants thing with that up there as well. It's just like you look at me and then 27 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, don't speak too soon. And then I, it I just pulls straight out of that meme, straight onto the original, the Richie yeah, Rich poster. The Richie Rich one. That was our memes for today. No, that there was you good. Go. All right. Thank you for that. Do really appreciate everybody that sent those in. Those were great. Yeah. And the, the, the first meme is on me. I decided to play that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and also because I... I, I because I'm also third world, so I enjoyed it. He's because lot. that kid. Oh, well, let's be honest, we all did. <laughs> because, like, I swear I know that kid when I was growing up. <laughs> like, I want to be a terrorist. Dude, I had friends who were like, when growing up, you asked them, like, what do you want to do? I want to be a gang member. Really? <laughs> not in that action. They were like, yeah, they were like, yo, uh, they wanted to be like criminal kingpins and shit. That's real third world shit. Damn, well, that, that was their aspiration. Yeah, yeah, like Mafia Dons was what they wanted to do. Actually, That's now that sick. I think about it, I went to Alexandria and there was kids there saying that. Alexander. I remember one kid getting up. How psycho is this? Everyone else, what do you want to be? Fireman. Someone said handbag, which to this day I still laugh <laughs> at. And when I was six, I was like, ah, ha, ha, handbag. But one of the guys said, I want to be a gangster and then I want to blow up the world. <laughs> what the fuck does that That's even scary mean? Is that? That's usually mean? in order. All right, let's move on. Like quickly, let's do move on to the Myanmar one because we've got like 10, 15 minutes at most. Actually, that's plenty. <laughs> so, All right, but make talking. sure that you stay tuned for the Uplay podcast where we will be dissecting something that is much more pressing in global affairs. Just how good was Sting? The answer is extremely. <laughs> so make sure you give us money for that. Now, <laughs> do you, you want to hang around for that. Don't give us money for that. You want to hang Miss, around for that. Have you guys been following the news? Because I, I know cause I it happened just have, yesterday. Most certainly have not been following the news. I did not follow the news the have best you heard of They the didn't place? have it on ABC Business when he was That's in the right. gym. That's right. That's right. So he's got no chance to I see only, it. I, the hilarious thing is I only watch the ABC. That's regular. That and uh, I don't even get my news, news from uh, Helen You saw Dalton. when I was on there. Yeah. Yeah. I did live. Yeah. I was working out and Jordan's face like flew over a Chinese flag in <laughs> ABC News. And I was just like, my life is so Wait, weird. what? <laughs> They're still like, uh, because you appeared on China Chinese Daily. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah and and yeah. so this podcast was great for that reputation. Yeah, of course. Well, ev every podcast is. Let's every not sell ourselves wait, short. Just like today's podcast. Uh, and yeah, somehow I, I people think that we're sympathetic to the Chinese. But we weren't sympathetic. We're acknowledging that they're bad, but like, just recognize there are some strengths. Hey, that's why I'm here. I'm the one that says they're bad. Okay, Don't sorry. Have to worry Anyways, about um, it. No, you just dude, have to say they're awesome. Come in, come <laughs> I feel that quote yeah. up. So yesterday, <laughs> Burma. Have you heard of uh, Myanmar slash Burma? I'm going to say, hell, uh, no, not really. I know, I've you're heard not even of Burma. Burma? I've heard of like Burma. Like a Burmese python? I know you, know, you would have heard about I've known Burma. their leader, Su Chi. Oh, yeah, Aung Su Chi. Su Chi. Su Chi. And the reason no, you would, about you know why? Because India? that was the name of Joe's cat when we were growing up. Oh, that's right. Mm. Oh. Is Burma India? Because she was a Burmese. Huh? Is Burma India? She won the Nobel Close. Peace Prize um, recently. You've never okay. seen her. I look, Damn, no. what a hot seventy-year-old! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm, not good looking. I'm not that I versed in Burmese current affairs. I'm afraid. Well, so look, Burma just recently they had a, a military coup yesterday, and they overthrew the government and they took power. Oh, really? Yes, and uh, it's, it's important Burma. to know about Burma because, mm -hmm. as an Australian, it comes under our realm of influence. So, those of you who think 
Oh, uh, Burma. Who cares about Burma? It's That's like, me. I'm one of those. Yeah, well, it kind of matters <laughs> well, we all to are. us. And <laughs> well, I'll take we have played it. a very big role in a recent discovery, which I will find okay. out. So, like, not we. We discovered we that Reebok shit. is still pretty good. <laughs> the Australian not as good Defense as, uh, Force did. Humans, though. <laughs> so, um, Bur- so there was a uh, a military coup. So, what happened? Burma has been. All right, quickly. Um, Go on, it's all good. Burma was under British mandate, and it was kind of part of India. Yeah, and I can uh, see it. and then like around late 1930s, um, Burmese people said that we're very ethnically different from India. It's true; they're more Asian than um, Indian. That probably wasn't necessary. No, no but, but they do look like necessary. exactly those people. Uh, you know what? They are exactly that because she when you're in Indonesian. Malaysia, uh, what was the word again? Chindian. They look Chindian. Yeah, they look Chindian. Right, okay. Chindian is also I mean, like, yeah, it's like... Necessary. No, I'm Why wasn't that necessary? I'm, that was more than necessary. Well, and I'll say it again. Chindian. She, Chindian she is looked, like a, um, a common Desi thing to say, but now that you've said it, yeah, as a white man, it's off limits now. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so like, she looks like Indonesian. Um, yeah. She does. Yeah, they do look kind of Indonesian, yeah. but I do think but that, that is like, they, they, it is weird because they do have that look of somebody who's, well, yeah. like Nepalese, I suppose. She's a legal alien. She's a Burmese woman in India. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that reference? You will if you pay your membership to Patreon. <laughs> Sign up for a $3 a week Patreon for a very specific reference that you will forget next week. No, you won't. You will enjoy that one for life. I stand corrected. It's definitely worth the money. Yeah. So after, after like, uh, so Burma so became, good. Burma became different from India in the late gotcha, 1930s. Gotcha. I'm following. Um, certain areas of what would be considered historical Burma became part of India, like places like Assam and shit. It matters eventually of like this ethnic distribution. But okay, so then what happens is, um, they get independence. Around uh, 1949, I think. And then for up until 1986, it's heavily influenced by um, uh, China and uh, just communism in general. There's heaps of uh, warring communist factions that are, some are Maoist communists, some are other kinds of communists, some are some kinds of socialists. All the variations that you can ever imagine, basically fighting with one another for influence. After in the late 80s, close to like when China opened up its borders and uh, Soviet communism basically was about to collapse. So all of these uh, warring factions became kind of, they, they launched a truce with what at one point was the socialist version of the faction and they were running the show and they basically gave up their arms and military took over and they Burma became a strict... North Korea-like military dictatorship. Right. For years. This Aung Suu Kyi character, Aung Suu Kyi was basically, she is the daughter of one of the founding fathers of Myanmar during the decolonization process. She was living in, I think, in London. Around the 80s, um, her mom got sick and she came back to Burma to look for her. But this was a very uh, politically active time for Burma because they were... The streets were filled with protesters seeking democracy from the military. So the military, because it was like a very intense North Korea-like dictatorship, put Aung Suu Kyi in house arrest for like a couple of decades. 
which is the longest ever house arrest of a political dissident. She got Jordan's life. She got Jordan's... Well, Jordan chooses to do that. <laughs> she was forced, forcibly doing that. She was offered to leave, love but you, she decided love, to yeah. stay. So she was a bit like Jordan. Um, Too raw? No, yeah, no, but it's like, it's so accurate. Just <laughs> replace my aquarium with a koi pond. It's the same thing. <laughs> Sorry, go on. So then, um, so then what happens is the military basically has her in house arrest. She becomes a household name in the, in the Western world because just it, she's like a westernized, it, all the optics of it are perfect, right? She's a westernized woman, as mm. in like ethnically Burmese, but westernized woman in house arrest by a military dictatorship fighting for democracy, right? All these things work out really well in the mind of like, you know, someone that constantly, you know how like Western journalists are, they look for heroes and look for villains, right? Yeah. So she fitted the hero category and the military fitted the villain category for them. So they gave her like a Nobel Peace Prize and everything and she became a really famous person. In 2010, there's intense pressure by- Hang on, was her house mad? I don't know, but I'm guessing it was. She's, she was a rich woman. All right, I'm going to look that. I'm going to have to Google that shit, she was, Jamie. Yeah. She was like uh, the daughter of like a very influential man. I love how everyone at Friendly Geordies always goes for the house size. It seems to be a thing here. It's like, yeah. That's an Australian house. property. Yeah, it's, it's so the most Australian, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you're bloody... Uh, well, back on to a golf course. Yeah, you're, you're bloody saying you're above the plot property bottle first thing. Here's big as your hair. Double brick? Yeah, good for winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go so on, around around the <laughs> early 2000s, there was, and even almost up until like uh, 2008, 2009, there was a lot of pressure by the West to basically dismantle this military dictatorship and open up the economy. There was that pressure from the West. There was the other pressure of uh, the Burmese economy just hitting the, because it's, it was like North Korea, right? The economy was really closed up. Um, the Chinese at this point had already opened up their economy and the only and they were trying to convince the Burmese people, uh, Burmese military saying like, look, you need to get these fucking sanctions off your back. Do it the way we did. Start doing start like fulfilling the demands that they're asking you to. It will eventually benefit you in the long run. The Burmese took that advice and they decided to f formulate a constitution. Yeah. which came into being in 2008. The constitution was that we're not going to give up all our power to the Democrats, in this case, Aung Suu Kyi's party, which is the National Democratic League. We will continue... Sorry, I was just going to say, it's such a sick house. <laughs> show, show us the picture. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure it is double brick. <laughs> oh, dude, that is a, that's an old house. You Don't you think? It's old, old it's got character, it. it's baller. <clears throat> Ang Suu Kyi's house in Rangoon, Yangoon. Whoa, looks like a house in Vietnam. Like yeah, I want that house. That's Apart cool from house. the haunting part, that yeah. scares me. But that's, the rest of it that's is That's cool. what Ho Chi Minh looks like, by the way, basically. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this annoying. one house. That one. 10 million people live in it. Lots and Wouldn't lots surprise of surprise me. Yeah, okay, right. So in 2008, the military came up with a constitution that they backed. And the constitution was essentially a power-sharing agreement where the military said, we're not going to give up all the power to you Democrats. We're going to continue to play a vital role. So it was a hybrid constitution, so still not democratic. <laughs> the conditions of that were that 25% of the lower house, their version of the lower house, is going to be reserved for military personnel. So in any parliament, 25% of the people are going to be serving military officers or recently retired military well, officers. Well, they be just in green or suits? Mm -hmm. Green, I think. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's maybe, a presence. Maybe, maybe Seuss, because like they, they have this. They also have a political front, which. So okay, so in two thousand eight, they came up with that power sharing agreement, right? Basically, they also said that um, the Ministry of Defense, the Ministry of Home Affairs, the Ministry of Borders is going to be with the military. Like you cannot have uh, a non-military person in those ministries. And the last big thing was that anyone, which was particularly directed at Aung Suu Kyi, that anyone who has family members that are citizens of a different country can never be the head of state. Basically targeting Aung Suu Kyi because both her kids are British citizens. Mm. So the way they circum... So initially, Aung Suu Kyi and the National Democratic League boycotted the 2010 elections. That was the first elections that the military held. They boycotted that. What ended up happening was that um, the the political party, which was basically the front for the military, which I think is called the Unity Party. Oh, and by the way, just a little piece of trivia. Kevin Rudd helped set those up. What? He was the one that what? convinced uh, the military to hold an election. Mm. And he was Western just like, military. yeah, it was rigged. But huh? A lot of Western... A lo- but it was... Well, you find out that it maybe it wasn't so rigged. So... Um, they hold an election. The Democratic, uh, the Democratic National League, the Aung Suu Kyi's party, boycotts the elections, and basically the Unity Party, which is the front of the military, end up uh, winning the entire elections by landslide because they just they had very little competition. Can I really quickly say, Swift the Parkleys said she, he or she, I'm a new Patreon. How do you join up to the late pod? Do you just tell. Oh, if you are a new po- Patreon, then like every. Uh, every week we upload a post that has the Uplate podcast. So just scroll through the dashboard and you will find all of the Uplate podcast. But okay, so... Um, cool. So enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. You've Wait. got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. I hope that you're doing Is some that long... Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I heard happened once? It was the biggest compliment I've ever heard. Some boys came up to me afterwards and they seemed like lovely fillers. One of them had that gay 80s moustache that every friend group in Queensland has to have one guy that is straight now having that for yeah, some reason. Love it. But it was one of those groups where you thought, yeah, you guys are nice party rousers. They drove from Brisbane to Melbourne once and back. And you know what? They listened to all the Up Late podcasts on the way. That's sick. And they said at the end of it, their brains just worked exactly the way, same way that ours did. <laughs> that we had brainwashed them. So you can't listen to Uplate Live? We want to watch No, you can't watch No, It's too that saucy crap. for that. Yeah, we, this, yeah. you, you have to show out your love and get onto Patreon. Like, it's way too saucy yeah. for Twitch. That's a. Uh, um, yeah, that's not yeah happening. it's too saucy to do it's live. The behind, can't, can't, it's the behind, it's the BTN. No, there's no way the Uplate can be live. But yeah. okay, so look, so. Um, the Aung Suu Kyi's National Democratic League boycotts the election. I will come to present a scenario. And um, the Unity Party and the army end up sweeping that election. Then what ends up happening is that there are by-elections uh, after the, uh, the, the election that the army won. And the National Democratic League ends up contesting those by-elections and completely sweeps. Then in 2015... They uh, contest the elections again, and they completely sweep the entire country. Mm. And last, uh, in 2020, in November, they had elections again, and the Democrats again sweeped it by winning close to 88% of all the votes. And the Who's army, voting for the Unity Party? Well, <laughs> Oldies. Who's, and here's the other thing. Old, not just oldies, people that are like more into the... Um, People that support the military rule. They were benefiting during the military rule more than the democratic rule. Um, the 
the the thing that there's a lot of stuff that's happened. So once the once the Democrats started winning after 20, 2010 the by elections, the economy started to open up. What Jordan is saying, Kevin Rudd brokering those deals. Uh, the sanctions were lifted off of Burma, now Myanmar, and they started making some money. But the interestingly, here's another interesting fact, which uh, uh, um, Australia Sorry, discovered. Sorry, uh, you know what else? Just while you're talking about this, boys, how nice will it be when you can get on a plane again? I just king. really miss being on a plane and being really dehydrated and tired <laughs> and <laughs> like e- eating that shit powdered egg I love that while you're watching egg. an anime that is very subpar. Yeah. I miss that whole experience. So do I. I love it. I like I like airline food because I feel like I'm in uh, 1960s America on a plane. Like I like it. It's like, here's your microwave dinner from the future. I like all that. Like I don't like it. I enjoy the aesthetic of it. It obviously tastes like shit, but I kind of, it's fun. So I agree. Yeah, I enjoy the whole experience. And also kind of this feeling at the end of it of, I just cheated death a little. Yeah. I'm in a different time zone. Yeah. The Reaper can't find me here. <laughs> but apparently but sorry, I'll, 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 I'll bring you back to it. Here's something that I will, I'll throw some carrots at you. No, Here's no, an interesting good. fact about I'm Myanmar. Listening. I'm in. Myanmar is now, Burma <laughs> is now the biggest ice lab in the world. Most of Whoa. Australian meth Shit. comes from Myanmar. The estimates are that the Myanmar I've come in cl- ice close contact. A business is close to $80 billion. And which An is more is the kingpin. Than their entire <laughs> formal economy. Really? And not only that, the, the assumption was, this is actually something that the Australian police force discovered, um, uh, the federal police discovered. The, because all of our meth is coming from uh, Myanmar, we, we assumed or we were looking into like where it's coming from and the assumption was that the ice business in Myanmar is really fractured. There's multiple syndicates that are running this thing. The Australian police force found out that no, it's not actually fractured. There is one guy <laughs> that runs the entire ice syndicate in all of Myanmar, Heisenberg. who's apparently, according to some estimates, whose monthly turnover is $20 billion. He is the Pablo Escobar of today, but the only what? difference is, unlike Pablo Escobar, he hates media attention. And he is a Canadian Chinese guy who went there for better opportunities. Chineseburg. Who earns $20 billion every month. Are you fucking serious? From this medicine. Can they get him? Well, they eventually will get him, but here's the thing. This is is where Myanmar's politics becomes interesting because without knowing what's going on over there, you don't know how to get this guy. Wait a sec. Canadian Chinese, do you mean like, he talks like this? Or he's like, hey man, how's it going? He's hey man, how's it going? I'm I'm Chinese. (laughs) So good. So, so Vape Nation. So Seth Rogen is running that country. He's like, yeah. just living up, man. <laughs> he, yeah. he is, he's possibly... Seth Rogen. Yeah, he, he's, he's bigger than El Chapo. He is earning... He's the Pablo Escobar of today that goes unnoticed. Surely it's not accurate. Pablos. Surely it's not accurate. $80 billion a year industry. It can't be true. It can't be one person. It has to be like a small fucking... That's what, um, that's what the AFP says. And that's what like... So a lot, a lot of estimates and everything. How's that possible? But, but this is how it's possible. When look, I'll come to the eventual cool thing. But this is how this happened. When the communists eventually disbanded mm. in Myanmar, the, all those variants of the communists that were fighting against uh, each other, they were given a free reign to do anything that they wanted, 
if they gave up their arms unquestioned mm. by the military they ended up getting into all of the illicit businesses there were right. and because they had basically the backing of the state they were legalized illegal businesses and that's what uh, basically created Myanmar's like fertile soil for something like that eventually becoming but one a thing. person that's crazy yeah well that's one person that's the discovery that we found out it's actually not multiple people it's one person runs the entire syndicate mm. but so and and the and, and Aung Suu Kyi come, came into a lot of fire because um, the Rohingya Muslims were getting killed mm. in Myanmar by Buddhist extremists, <laughs> and Aung Suu Kyi was basically like kind of okay with that. Right. She was okay with it because she thought if she if she let that happen, because dude, everyone in Myanmar hates Muslims, like hates these particular Rohingya Muslims. And they're Buddhist. They are they are Buddhist, but these Rohingya people are Muslims. Right. They say that they're not actually native they're not actually native Burmese. They're uh, Indian Bangladeshis or whatever. So they so the whole entire public opinion just hates Muslims. And Aung Suu Kyi basically defended that, and assuming that that's going to keep her into power, the West kind of disowned her after that. The right. Nobel Peace Prize committee was considering taking her Nobel Peace Prize back, right. and now. In 2020, she was successful in the sense that the population supported her and she won the elections in, in a landslide. Mm. But the military is now saying, um, actually, you know what? You are, you're getting too powerful and I know you're trying to change some of those constitutional stuff that we put in, like having 25% of our representation. Uh, and also, we can't handle everyone getting too rich. So military coup back to like Shit. square one. But my guess is, I've been looking at the news, unless it's already happened. Myanmar slash Burma cannot go back to pre-2008. There's already too much money over there. There's already too many freedoms over there. This coup is not going to last long in its current form. Okay. There will be pressure and there will be some sort of a reversal. Mm. So, there you go. Here's an update. Now, wake up. But is the Bermuda Triangle real or not? That's right. <laughs> that's that's is it in Burma? <laughs> the Burma Bermuda Triangle Yuna. is very, very far away and from did Burma. Did she make it? Hey, that where's, lady? where's Burma? Did that lady make it? In Where do India? you think Burma is? In India, I said yeah, it earlier. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. I like all these little teeny countries that are like it, that, exactly what you were saying. Just all of those houses. Yeah, that's sick. I that, bet you that was probably the worst house there and she lives there as punishment. It's, it's double Australia's sick. size in terms of population. It's close to 50 Whoa. million. It's not a teeny, it's a middle country. But it's a teeny island, right? Like it's probably the size of North Sentinel. No, no, no. It's bigger. It's bigger than South that. Central. It's a decent, it's a moderately <laughs> size. It's actually not even that, uh, that <laughs> together like Bangladesh. There's mountains. There's Actually, that's why it's been in constant insurgency because the topography is perfect for insurgencies. Mm, right, okay. So it, it's, it's actually rather big country well scattered and and with a huge population is north sentinel a country made up of sentinels from the matrix <laughs> they're made of cheese balls man your <laughs> ideas intrigue me and i wish to subscribe to you your think newsletter you're so smart and i had smoted the both of you yeah you did look the thing is that's all you really need to know this is missov's education to life just watch The Matrix 1, 2, and 3 a lot until the <laughs> message sinks in. S. Albanese said Agent Smith did nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and Vancity, Agent Smith didn't kill himself. And Vancity Oliver, after listening to that entire thing, says, hey, who here has tried meth? 
You know what I really... <laughs> I've nearly tried it. Uh, technically, I think that I have. That does not surprise me. What? Are you serious? Well, yeah. Did you have like technically, and we'll talk about that in the Uplay podcast. Yeah, oh, right yeah, okay. uh, um, should, should we end now? But yeah, we will talk about time. that. We're over time. Yeah. You, so, yeah oh, but it was rad. I, whenever I hear these stories, I'm, I'm, you know, for all its failings and faults, I'm very happy to be in Well, Australia. now you can look at the... When you read the ABC and like the entire thing is filled with me and Marku... You know a little I bit know of context straight up, yeah. about it. No, what's happening, where it, it came from, and where it's headed. Yeah, it's rad. And do you suspect? You see, like you said, you suspect that she'll get back in. She'll come back in in some form or the other. Do you she's like an her? extremely popular leader. What do you do? You like her? Um, yeah, she's all right. The thing is, like, man, whenever I look at these kind of things, I don't look at things as like a hero yeah, and villains. Right. I look at it as like their interests. Like, true. The the military. She she basically kind of represents what would now be corporate Myanmar. Yeah, yeah. She basically sure. represents the business interests. Well, so it's sort so of now yeah. you can look at it's and, the and obviously the U.S. looks at business interests as good. It's good because it's like right. for them, democratic and and corporations go hand in hand, right? Like mm. to them, like business interest means benefit for the country. Um, you might believe that, you might not believe that, but whatever it is. China, for, for someone who's like, China's going to step in and liberate them, China has taken a different approach. China has basically, China doesn't like what's happened, but China said, you guys figure out your differences. The Western world and United Nations has said that we are against this takeover and we support the democratic forces. So let's see where this coin ends up. But I'm guessing that the status, this, this cure is not going to last long in its current form. Mm. All right, do you want to say goodbyes, Jordan? Appreciate your time. Uh, yes, and also make sure that you sign up to the Patreon where we will be discussing more things of great importance, sign such up. as do you own any other hats other than that New York hat? We will find out on the Uplay <laughs> I podcast. I tell you now. Well, you're not going to okay. because that's why people are going to be signing up. <laughs> and fine. Ali, does he understand that Hawaiian shirts are supposed to have party colours as opposed to, like, I don't know, going to a funeral in Hawaii? <laughs> hey. <laughs> People die in Hawaii too, you know. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, that and we'll nice. see you guys next week. <laughs> see ya. I'm proud for everyone, proud for everyone.